now. Three, two, one, go! What's up, everybody? This is episode 121 of Cool Down Time. This is a weekly show where two longtime friends cool down and talk about video games. I'm your graphically impressive host of the show, Marco, and joining me is the absolute technical mess of the show. Once again, we have Pablo here. Pablo, I'm ready to have a, a nice, friendly episode with you again. Um, mm-hmm. I just want you to, I don't want to fight no more, man. I've never fought with you, man. I've always just been kind of uh, been nice and nice. I've been really nice and cool with you. I'm like, I'm mm. like you know, no, I'm very, it's been, very nice. It's been guy. a little aggressive for the last uh, four to five episodes, Pablo. And uh, has it? Well, I would like a- to formally say in this episode. Oh my god! Still, oh, still, guys, I tried. I tried getting past this with him, uh, Pablo. In all seriousness, though, I'm very curious. As your as your friend, damn near for thirty years. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, it's funny. Funny enough, uh, I had the technical mess of the show. But this morning or this evening, we had a little bit of a technical mess trying to figure out some stuff here with a new recording setup. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I, true to our to my name, uh, it was a fun little build up to get here to record the show for everybody listening. But we I'm better doing, not we we better not sound like we're underwater when this yeah, thing goes live. Listen, all right? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys right now everything seems good. All the levels are awesome. We're, we're we got a new system going. It looks like it's it looks like it's gonna be great for us. So I don't know you're, you're, comes out tomorrow and it sounds like we're uh underwater. Uh I would like to apologize. I would like to blame Marco. Marco's fault uh it's all his fault. Look at these lines that you got next to your name right now are squiggling hard. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 sounding real modest I on just, my little my little levels here. It's just because uh you know now nah, there we go. I just fixed it a little bit on the fly. We're we're doing great, Marco. We are doing fantastic. <laughs> Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Oh wow! All right, yeah. this is gonna be a this is gonna be a, an experience, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, uh, and if, hopefully we're coming through loud and clear and listen, not just loud. <laughs> and if the and if the drops and if the drops don't work, I got my son's little piano. I can probably, you know do a little something here for the drops all right uh, this is not the time to flex with your your, your your talent pablo used to be a musician i remember those days he don't want to you don't want to you don't want to bring that up but i remember the myspace era pablo was dropping heat I, I back had in the day going. yeah yeah you know I dabbled I in it. It. Inspired, inspired by marco marco was a real musician when little kids but he don't want to talk about that either i don't so what do we got on the uh the docket this week pablo <laughs> no marco, this let episode me, let me ask you uh how are you doing sir Oh, I'm doing fantastic, man. Listen, my daughter's birthday went by great last weekend. Uh, expensive as all hell, but, you know, uh, did my thing. Uh, kid had a great time. We went to the zoo, but uh, right now we, we both live in Florida, ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow. and it is hot cooch out here. Jeez. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So the animals were like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not coming out. So, but you know, she still got to you know feed the giraffe and all that stuff. So she had a, she had a good time and all that. But it, a lot of them animals were like, "Fuck you, we're not coming out here." Bro, Sign no damn autographs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, yeah, but uh, you know, it is it is. But you know what? Uh, that went by good, and this week uh, has been a normal ass week. Awesome. Uh, thank thankfully. So getting back to the routine now, uh, feeling good. 
and ready to talk about some games with my boy. So um, let's do that. Uh, but let's go ahead. We've been we've been joking about getting into the docket uh, all intro long, but why don't we actually go ahead and do that, Pablo? So tell us what we got in store this episode. Yeah, Marco, in this episode, we're going to talk about Atlas Fallen and Stray Gods, the newest releases that we have on our loadouts. The only games we have on our loadouts. Uh, then we'll explore why Baldur's Gate 3 is taking the community by storm. Plus, uh, we'll debate whether Starfield has a marketing problem or not, and Rockstar is releasing a red dead rehash and we're not happy about it folks and Mm -mm. finally we're going to close out the show uh exposing 10 more lies that these liars tell uh (laughs) in our checkpoint chat that was a fun uh couple of weeks ago we we brought it back again with a vengeance tell y'all something gamers have been out here lying excessively so we had to do the sequel we don't normally do sequels (laughs) like that but we left room for the sequel and, and we're definitely coming back strong with some pretty spicy takes that might piss off some of our listeners don't we love to do that i mean I, I, if they get mad that means they're they're the ones lying they, have, they are they're being exposed they are. yeah and they're just gonna they're just gonna get emotional and like unsubscribe from our show or something i'm not listening no more i don't know what uh, they're talking about we didn't want you anyway, but we do. Uh, anyways, uh, why don't we go ahead and get the show rolling, Pablo, with the first segment dedicated to the games that we have been playing since our listeners last heard from us, and that is Loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right, man. So uh, Loadouts is uh, normally chock full of some some stuff to talk about. We have a pretty light uh, list of games here, though, uh, partially because... Uh, our, our boys at Telltale, uh, the makers of the Expanse, a Telltale series, uh, they've been on some some on some bull jive skip, as they say. <laughs> uh, man, episode two uh, was supposed to be out, I think, on Thursday, and they had some type of bug or issue with getting episode two to essentially unlock for everybody. So I actually haven't had a chance to play it. Pablo, I think you only briefly dabbled yeah. in it uh, since you've had access to it. But that kind of derailed a little bit of what we were going to talk about this episode. But uh, we hope to have more uh, to say about that maybe in the next episode. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll fill you, and, uh, all of you in. And what's worse about that bug that they had is that it only affected the people who paid more money. So if you paid mm. like $45 to get it, I think a day early, you're shit out of luck. And those who paid the regular price were able to access it for the most part as early as Friday. So um, it, it's... Um, Tell, I love it. Tell, tell, be tell, telling sometimes. <laughs> and uh, they, they seem to have fixed it because I do have access to it now. So, yeah, next week is fine. You know, two week intervals between these episodes. So it's OK. We, we skip a week without talking about it because tomorrow. I mean, next week we'll have something to talk about. about when it comes yeah, to man. Week. Yeah, we'll be we'll be back talking about it. But we do have some other stuff we need to get into, Pablo. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to go first go uh, and get, get some get some thoughts out of the way here, uh, because I actually got my hands on a new release called atlas fallen uh this is the uh from the makers of the surge i believe Mm -hmm. one and two um and they are basically taking a a break from the souls formula with making atlas fallen it's it's much more of a traditional or semi-traditional action uh role-playing game in, in some respects it is open world uh it takes place in a giant sandy planet uh and it is um it's kind of coming out at a pretty unfortunate time uh because of uh, Baldur's Gate 3 which we will talk about 
in our hit point segment, by the way. So stay tuned for that. But um, Atlas Fallen has come out and it's 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 kind of stumbled out of the gate. Let's be real. Uh, the reviews of this game have been pretty weak. I think the last time I checked Open Critic, Pablo, we were sitting at a 68. I think it's still there. Uh, which is yeah. not not very good. Uh, but nevertheless, I got my hands on the game and decided to try it out anyway because it's it's kind of been quiet this month in terms of new releases, at least for the console side. Uh, so tried it out and uh, it's um, yeah, sixty eight sounds about right. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. Um, the, the interesting thing about this game is I think what is the combat system. I think that's gonna really be the, maybe the one and only thing that that maybe could be interesting to a new player because it is very intuitive it's very cool to look at um it shows very well in trailer form and it it feels very good with with the controller in your hands um i think the problem that i have with the game as a whole though is that despite the combat being cool everything else is so painfully uninteresting about this game dude Mm. it's just one of those double a games that come out and it's just it's not bad it's not great it's just kind of somewhere in the middle but not in a good way not in like a mediocre kind of way just like kind of in a very forgettable kind of way like you play it and you're like this feels so meaningless it feels so inconsequential wow. uh from its from its storytelling to the world uh you know I, I mentioned a second ago the world is this very sandy dune kind of place and environmentally speaking it's just not interesting to look at it's not very compelling um but it thinks it is and uh, i think yeah, that's, that's kind of where that the double a kind of you know laughing at the double a vibe kind of thing can happen a little bit because it's like oh you think you're killing it right now and you're <laughs> and, and it's it's and it's not that i mean you know the sand effects are cool you can kind of skid down slopes and stuff like that they have an interesting way of traversing through the world that i think is is neat but um you're never really going to or from anything that seems particularly interesting um narratively speaking very dry yeah um very cheaply thrown together it, it's got it does that thing with double a games do where they don't have the budget to do like real cinematics so instead they take like still shots and kind of animate them around a little bit to make them look uh. like they're moving and and then they have the narrator talking over top of that so it feels very and the thing about even those cutscenes because that that kind of style can be cool but yeah. this game it just looks really bad like badly drawn um uh and so it it just doesn't work on a narrative level either it's got a lot of forespoken energy to it um, oh, no. I haven't played Forspoken oh. though, but it's the premise is 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 very similar in that you have this gauntlet that you put on that can talk, whoa, and can be a little quippy, and your character is kind of like not not quite as quippy as as the the girl from um, Forspoken right. is, but it it has a lot of the same DNA in there, and I didn't expect that, so I was kind of taken aback by like, oh, this is a little, it's not goofy but it's corny let me, in a way that i thought it wasn't going to be let me ask you a question because i'm now i'm curious should i even open it uh i i have it on, <laughs> i have it sitting right in front of my console well, um uh, i no, you should okay. i mean you, you you're gonna have to open it anyway to be able yeah, to mail yeah, it yeah, back no, no. we're both game flat <laughs> but uh but no i i what i would say is i i'm curious to see what you think of the combat okay. because coming back to that um if you like and this is going to sound a little weird to say but if you liked and I don't mean you specifically, but if the listeners like God of War's combat system, 
they might actually really enjoy the combat a lot okay. because it's it's got a lot of similarities to it in terms of like um, equipping abilities to your gauntlet that you know like like much like Kratos you can kind of do like special moves with each weapon and they do this they do the exact same thing it, it's almost mapped the exact same way the axe that you get in the beginning of the game it, you slash around with it just like Kratos does so heavily inspired you, by God do of you War throw it and call it back or no. You do a lot of swinging it around. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. a little. It looks a little God of Warry. Um, so that might appeal to that audience. I obviously notoriously don't like God of War too much, so it doesn't appeal to me. The problem with the combat, though, dude, is that it's built around trade offs. Oh. And what that means is that you have what's called a momentum meter in the game. And so as you're doing attacks, you're hitting people, going crazy, getting, you know, doing all your combos and stuff, your momentum is building up. And when your momentum builds up, your damage output increases, right? The problem is while that's going up, your damage susceptibility as your character is going down. Ooh. So you're getting weaker. So now you have this weird game of, well, if I get hit while I'm really on my, at my peak momentum, it's going to wipe out my health bar. Sure. So now you have to play like this little game of like restraint a bit so that you don't overdo it with your attack so that if you do get hit, it's okay. going to it's going to wipe you down. I'll admit so. that is that is for me. That sounds really compelling. Now, is there it a sounds stamina? compelling. Is there a stamina meter? It, there is no stamina meter that I've seen. That's the stamina. No. So that's kind of what's keeping you from just pressing the same button over and over like you know right no i mean there's there's enough moves you can do in combos to keep you kind of interested in what you're doing and i don't i haven't seen anything in terms of stamina the problem with the trade-off system is that and i didn't get far enough to see it myself but i can feel it was going to happen is that a lot of the things that you can equip like passive uh, abilities like you know you get 10 percent more of this but you also get 20 percent less that the game is almost built entirely around trade-offs like that. So really to me, what that said is that even though the concept is cool, the, the gameplay mechanics are basically a giant game of, of a different way to break even. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like you're doing more of this, but you get less that. And if you, if you kind of do that across the board with all your stuff, yeah. you, you don't end up any better off than you were before. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's kind of the big issue is that it's it's a lot of managing abilities and stuff that really don't ever put you further ahead in the long run. Mm. So that kind of took the wind out of my sails as far as like believing in that system. I'm like, I, I, I don't mind the trade-off thing. It could work well, but just if they don't go overboard. And it sounds to me like they do go like really overboard Understood. with that. So it, it could get frustrating and I just didn't want to between that and the story kind of falling flat out of the gate and the world being really uninteresting. I'm like, ah, One of the things that, I don't think I need that this. Kept me like, uh, not that kept me cause I haven't played it, but like kept my interest up on the game itself is the fact that I heard that the story could be as, as short as 18 hours. And if I'm, I mean, that's a, that's, I love short games now. I didn't then, but I love them now. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the only thing that yeah. I, if it wasn't that bad that I can get through it at 18, but uh, the fact that it is, you know, a Gamefly game and there's other stuff coming, uh, this might be something I just kind of dabble in it and then uh, and send yeah, it off. Yeah, dabble. Dabble, get it back out there, uh, send it back so that way you can get the next thing in your queue yeah. uh, mailed out to you without any delays. Because it's, 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 the game is fine. Like I said, you're not, you're not going to play it and go, oh, this is terrible. It's not offensively bad. It's just going to be like, 
Ugh, 18 hours of this a, i don't it's see a it, weird thing you know? that they went away went away from the surge specifically because there's a momentum for the surge or at least how it is in the in the in, within the communities of, of like souls like games those games are now yeah. beloved uh, as opposed to when they came out people were like oh those games are all right right but comparatively speaking the surge specifically surge too was actually really competent souls like so the fact that they kind of went completely away from that to kind of start from scratch kind of build this first uh attempt at a action rpg uh it plays more like a darksiders game yeah which Remember is those? not very good i mean I, yeah that was like mid personified yeah you know which, by the way the darksiders game got announced yay um but yeah we'll see i'm gonna dabble i'll talk about it next week if it's interesting enough or if i have a new take if not this is probably the last time you'll hear anybody talking about it <laughs> It's a shame, but it, it like the timing is is awful. Obviously, that this game came out with in the yeah. middle of a huge zeitgeist for Baldur's Gate three. But at the same time, I don't think it would have mattered either because it just yeah. it's just not a compelling product, especially well, for this price. It should have been like a remnant two price tag of like fifty bucks. Right, like right. this is for full price. No, this is definitely not a day one, day two, day ten purchase yeah. um but uh speaking of purchases pablo you did apparently pick up something brand new uh so yeah. i'm very curious about this one tell me what you got well interesting enough marco we opened up the show about uh music right being musical or whatever or having uh, uh interest in music this game i'll tell you a little secret about myself i am kind of a uh a musical guy i like musicals i i, I tend to to enjoy them especially you know the older ones like singing in the rain stuff like that but even the new ones like la la land so on and so forth and i always kind of thought in my head man it'd be really dope if there was a video game equivalent to a musical and this is exactly what this is this game is called stray gods and the full name is stray gods a role-playing musical and it's in the name it's a role-playing uh game of sorts uh musical with a with a twist set in a greek mythology modern world it's like a murder mystery as well i kind of get the vibes a little bit of just with everything going on around it feels a little bit like uh, um, a wolf among us in terms of like the um, uh, the 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 characters like people with horns and stuff like that just out in the world and it, it, it they call it an rpg a role-playing game it's less about that you kind of pick some you're playing as grace uh and she's part of this band and she sees something happen and she becomes a god right it sounds a little far-fetched but her she's a calliope the god calliope which is a which is the goddess of of poem and music and so she can use her music to get things out of people and so she's trying to solve the murder of calliope and by doing that she uses her power of music and so basically every investigation is a musical and what's really dope about it uh early on in the game you pick kind of a you pick a a a set like a like a character set either a kick-ass a a someone who is uh who's charming or someone who's a little bit more reserved i picked the charming part of it and so when you're singing the song there are certain options that open up based on your personality choice and you are literally creating the song as it goes so it's actually pretty dope obviously the the, the line the music lines are already set but uh it's cool because you're 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 having for example the first kind of big musical number is you are trying to pick whether you're going to 
uh, you're going to be on someone's side. And based on those options, the music and the song that you're singing goes through that. So it's it's very uh, there's no movement in it. It's all kind of like visual novel, point and clicky type of thing. But it's it is a it is a musical through and through. Like it's obviously it's very well written. Uh, the music is actually really good. the The banter between characters is excellent. Uh, you know when she's singing, like especially in the beginning, she's singing and she kind of stops singing. It's like and comments on the fact that what what am I doing? Like it's 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 kind of like talking about itself in real. Really interesting ways where the game actually works in in on all those levels i i think it's it i think it's kind of brilliant honestly um i don't know if it's exactly what i wanted from a musical game but this iteration of it is pretty fire i mean it's 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 conversational based and those conversations become songs and those songs and those choices you make become different lines which go down different kind of branching paths it's 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 actually really interesting and if you're a musical fan this is a definitely 100% a game that I would uh, recommend. Uh, I don't know, Marco, I know you're musically inclined. I don't know if you would like this like that, but I, it's, it's really interesting because I think that um, I think what they do here is something that is worth checking out for sure. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's cool to see games like this, get some, get some opportunities to, you yeah. know, try something different, uh, you know, especially, you know, with, with music games, it can yeah. be a little like, corny in some cases Mm -hmm. but it sounds like this was done very well as far as what the intention was but Mm -hmm. if anything it's just made me kind of wonder what a cool down time the musical would be like oh wow we could Uh, probably never do that booty Uh, juice booty juice (laughs) booty juice jeez you went like uh wb the frog there all right see i knew you were Uh, gonna do that that's that's what hate sounds like right there but uh no i mean it's uh it's super, it's super dope though. I, I, uh, like you said, it, it, it does write a little line about on cringe a little bit, but I don't think it ever crosses that line. I think that it, 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 it self parodies itself enough to where anytime you feel kind of like, Oh, they kind of comment on it, comment on it. And you're like, okay, they know uh, what they're doing. Self aware. So, Got yeah, it. Self aware for sure. Okay. All right. Well, interesting game. Uh, let me know what you think about that. Are you still playing remnant by the way, or did you, did you kind of, did you no, get your I, ass up too much? No, I had to stop playing it because I don't. I I, I ran into a bug where it wouldn't let me pat. It wouldn't save past a certain part of the game. Oh, so that's right. So you I would get progress. Yeah, I would get. I got ten hours in, and I was progressing to the middle part of that map. And then every time I would turn the game off, where the quick would the quick resume would stop working. I would be like for 10 hours behind my, my, my progress every oh, time. Oh no. Uh-uh. So I, I re-rolled the, the campaign and I did it again, but I did about six or seven hours and I lost like two hours. So I was like, okay, I got to probably uninstall, reinstall. I just uninstalled it, never reinstalled it again. Uh, I, it's just one of those Damn. things where I love the game. I love what I was playing, but that really just completely turned me off to ever even trying it. Oh, that's so, understandable. If I yeah. lost 10 hours of, of progress on a game, I would, man, I would, fight somebody with my fists in the yeah. street i don't know what the hell was happening. Knuckle. yeah it was yeah. ridiculous so uh <laughs> and it, it's it, it was it's not really a known issue like it, it's something that does happen doesn't happen a lot but it has happened to some people so i just of course happened to be in the in that group where it, it did affect me and i was really enjoying it but it is what it is you know too many games coming out to kind of have to rehash 10 hours yeah of progress especially a game like that that is all about like kind of learning the map that it's generated for you learning where the enemies are and then having to re-roll that and redo that again like no way 
no fucking yeah. way. Like, if it was more like Dark Soulsy, where it was a known map and I knew exactly what everything was already, okay. But the fact that I couldn't do that because he couldn't guarantee a save, hell no, not doing that again. <laughs> man, double A games need to kind of get it together, low, low key, man. Double A games, I, 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 I understand the budget is hard to work mm-hmm. around, but if you're going to try to make a triple A esque game with a double A budget, you can't let things like that happen and 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 you got to have more like you have to have better ideas creatively too going back to atlas fallen as well yeah yeah. some of this stuff is just like no wonder why you're double a man i I hate to be that guy but i know good grief some of these games are just kind of born to be mediocre but not even that if you're a a, a indie studio the very least that you want your game to do is work look at wrestle quest that got literally uh delayed a something yeah yeah two weeks by uh, like hours before release because of a game breaking bug where it was like deleting people's saves like the, you want at the very least you want your games to work and look a remnant uh is is a great uh game uh unfortunately you know it, it lost someone because of the that that little bullshit i could have been I, that could have been a game i'm still chipping away at unfortunately that's not going to be the case any longer but it is what it is yeah, that is for sure. All right, well, uh, let's keep chipping away at this episode, Pablo. But before we move on, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you're hearing so far, we could really use your support. We are an ad-free, paywall-free, unbacked, unpaid, bullshit-free podcast that just well. wants to... Oh, well, well, Pablo Pablo brings the bullshit, of course. But, uh, you know, all we want to do is just deliver some fun and informative content to get you through your day. So the best way to return the favor to us and help us out is to subscribe to our show. It's that simple. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you stream us. And maybe leave a nice review for us while you're there. And uh, if you're feeling extra cool, though, you can also follow us on X. I'm not going to get used to saying that anytime soon, but you can follow us at X and Instagram at it's cool down time to hit us up with your questions, comments, or support for the show. But uh, let's go ahead and keep the show rolling, Pablo, with the news segment that we call hit points for breaking news, rumors, and booty juice. It's time for hit points. All right, Pablo. So we have about four topics that we want to get into this week. And, uh, you know, look, I think we just need to kind of acknowledge the elephant in the room this week. Uh, Even though we haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 yet, I think we would be remiss not to mention its meteoric success on our show. Uh, Because, look, Baldur's Gate 3 is currently tied. Well, it's actually surpassed, uh, I believe, Tears of the Kingdom Mm -hmm. on Open Critic. It's Mm -hmm. now at a 97 and it also at one point reached 814,000 concurrent players on Steam. I think which it, is uh, I think it, it might was, have broken that record to, uh, this weekend. Really? Yep. Okay. Because at that at that point it was like the ninth highest player count of all time on Steam. Uh, so the, yeah, for, the, for it to go even higher than that, that's even crazier. Plus, the PS5 version of Baldur's Gate Three um, now the highest pre-ordered game on the PlayStation Store. Wow. So I think it's it's pretty safe to say that, you know, we don't really see things like this happen very often, especially for a CRPG. So I guess the question is, Pablo, while we wait for the yeah. PS5 version to release, um, why do you think Baldur's Gate 3 took off like this? And has any of this changed uh, your personal hype level 
for the game. Before I answer that, real quick, Marco, just to touch on what you were saying, uh, set new player uh, Baldur's Gate three set a new player record count uh, today in the second week, and it managed to hit a peak of eight hundred and seventy five thousand concurrent players, uh, coming within a few thousand of overtaking Hogwarts Legacy. Which now know, Hogwarts, yeah, and Hogwarts was everywhere, yeah. and this is only PC right now. That's insane. Yeah, so um, that's crazy. It's it's just shy of taking the number one spot for twenty twenty three. Uh, so that's pretty fire, man. Yeah. Um, if to answer the, the latter half of that question, my hype level, I was always, I brought it up a couple of weeks ago in terms of how, how, how do we feel about the potential of Baldur's Gate three? And I think it went from interest to absolute must play for me. Uh, I, you know, being that it is a CR, C, um, RPG computer RPG, uh, that does kind of have its own little, things to it to make maybe i'm not as interested as i would be as a to a starfield comparatively speaking but seeing how everybody's enjoying it seeing how everybody plays seeing how different in how many different ways you can play this game i am absolutely hyped for it uh, i think one of the things that's kind of uh, attributing to its success is the fact that um especially through steam is that it wasn't early access for about three years and i think a lot of the community is feeling like they're a part of the success because they've played this for three years the first act at the release and they've seen the changes and now they're, they're 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 invested in a way that you might not be invested in something unless you put so much time into you know so it just feels like it's the game has grown with the player at that point i also think that there's something to be said about the discourse online i think people are very thirsty for for conversations but really finding the next big game of 2023 me and marco might have diff uh, differing opinions in terms of what the consensus is about 2023 in gaming but there's no doubt with uh with tears of the kingdom final fantasy 16 all these massive games to already come out hogwarts legacy just to mention come out people are wanting the next big thing and obviously people always want uh, always want to, to see if something like Baldur's Gate, Starfield, will surpass the likes of, of Tears of the Kingdom, Resident Evil 4 Remake, all these things. So those conversations are are all in the forefront, and so that's adding to that. Uh, and plus, the fact that Baldur's Gate seems to be an excellent game. Not only is it just because it, it's, it's, it's giving people a lot of things to talk about, but because the game itself is actually of quality. And I would kind of compare this to CD Projekt Red with Witcher 1 and Witcher 2 being these really cool games and then Witcher 3 coming out and then kind of putting them over the top. I feel like this is Larian's Witcher 3. It, it, it's, it happens to be a third game in inventory of games. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, not a game that they've worked on before, but they've put their own kind of thing to it, their own taste. Like the original, uh, Divinity originally Sin 2, original Sin 2, they put everything they've learned that and they've made Ten times a game, ten times better than that from what everybody is saying, uh, and so it, it just feels like it's the right moment for them. Like they they've come out, they come out swinging. It is the best CRPG you can possibly play. It has the ability to to cater to people who love the series, people who love CRPGs, and newcomers alike, just because of the quality of the game itself. So it does feel very reminiscent of Larian now being a household name, and the next game that they make will probably be just as big and and just as anticipated because of how much Baldur's Gate three is getting the attention and and from everything we're seeing rightfully deserved so much so that i am going to play starfield first because i'm going to have access to starfield first but i mean it wasn't that really of an easy choice for me it's like should i play starfield or should i kind of give Baldur's gate uh, three a, the first go at it it's going to be starfield just because i'll have access to it but it, that conversation and the quality and everything that i've seen has really made me think about Baldur's gate in, three in a way that i never even thought i would think about at the beginning of the year Pablo's going to do the unthinkable and try to juggle both these damn no. huge ass games at the same time. I know you, you're going to do I it. Can't, I, I can't because I, you know, 
I know, I, I but you, I would, I would have, I, I definitely would have. But I think with with my son now, and and, and just kind of like he's really in the last couple of months have have has, you know, they grow so fast. But it's really like he wants my attention, and I kind of want to give it to him. That even playing games now, like like going between uh, stray gods and going between the little bit that I played of uh, of Telltale's. Uh, expanse it's it's hard for me to juggle even that there's i haven't played rainbow six since we played so it, it's one of those things where it's definitely a, a moment in my in my life where i can't really do that so i have to commit to one uh and um I, we'll see but i i'm pretty sure that's not going to be the case but i am definitely going to play Baldur's gate 3 no doubt about it all right well let me kind of chime in here um because i i find this all so fascinating um and to, to answer the first part of the question which was why do we think Baldur's gate 3 took off like this i think the big thing for me is the word completeness mm-hmm. this feels like a complete video game and it's such a shame that that seems so seldom in the, the the climate that we're in right now in gaming. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the reality is, is that this is a game that they took their time with, like you said, with the early access thing. And they wanted to wait until they got it absolutely where they wanted it to be. Um, now, it, there are bugs and issues with the game that really isn't being talked about a lot, which is kind of irritating because I've heard Act 3 of the game is pretty messed up right now. Yeah, you have to... But, uh, a thing called long rest to kind of reset the, the, the yeah the- so it's got some issues that i'm not sitting here saying that it's it's flawless but i think complete is the word here because it it feels like it's fully like it's got everything it's supposed to have in in the box right and it isn't trying to nickel and dime you with anything else either so the the comparison you made to cd project red is actually really interesting because for many years um they were one of the beacons of like fairness when it came to like giving you free content and and whatnot yeah. without paywalling everything. It's only up until lately with like big expansions like Phantom Liberty or Blood and Wine or blah, 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 that they started charging, but you understood it, yeah. you know? And I think that it feels like Larian is doing something very much in the same vein. So I like that comparison a lot. Um, has any of this changed my hype? Personally speaking, not really. And, and I kind of want to talk about me and I also want to maybe speak for some people that I feel might be doing the same thing I was doing at one point, which is I know in my heart, I'm not a big CRPG guy. So every time I've, I've, I've watched, this is one of the few exceptions where I've watched a lot of content about the game. I've watched streams. I've watched a lot of reviews just to get everybody's impressions because I'm so curious about this game. Every time I see dialogue, cinematics, and stuff like that, I'm like, ooh, this looks cool. That looks cool. I like the dice rolling thing. Nice. But as soon as they get to the gameplay and it goes top down, isometric, and here's the big, you know, the, uh, the, the bottom screen is filled with like 72 fucking abilities on the bottom. I'm like, oh my God, here's everything I can't deal with in, 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 for CRPGs. So I, what, I, what I'm saying all that for is that I think for a little while there, I was trying to essentially force myself to be more interested in this kind of game than I actually am um, because of the buzz and because it's at a 97. And, you know, I, I felt like, okay, maybe this can be my gateway into CRPGs. This can be the big exception to the rule for me. And it might, it might very I well be that. Could be, but yeah. but the, the, the thing is, is that I, I can't, I can't squint and try to see 
combat that looks good to me with this game. And I'm not going to fight that the way that I think. I honestly think a lot of people out there are kind of doing the same thing I'm doing in a way where it's like the, the zeitgeist is so overwhelming and the reviews and the praise and every YouTuber's, you know, going crazy. And it's like, oh, my God, I have to like this. Well, how could I not like this? It's at a 97. But the reality is that all of our tastes are different. And mine is saying to me, it looks good. Buy it. But don't don't move mountains for this just yet. Stick with Starfield. Stick with what your game plan was. And then, you know, come around to Baldur's Gate 3 when you're ready. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Um, I don't know if you have anything yeah, else you want to add. I kind of want to say to that is I, I agree with you because it looks the way it looks. But one thing about the game that people have been talking about is the fact that you can kind of play this um, any kind of way you want in that I am I am probably going to play a human bard where I just my main attempt is to basically just talk my way through the entire game. Uh, and so I kind of, that's kind of what I want to do. So, uh, so there, there might be options where you might not even have to engage in, in that stuff, but, but we'll see, uh, in, in yeah. terms of how, how you can actually do that. So, yeah, I would, yeah, again, I would just say if, if you're interested in CRPGs, it's a no brainer, obviously, but if it's not, if it's, if it's not normal for you to, to, to go for a game like this, don't force yourself to buy it just because you want to see, you know, if it does something for like, there's a lot of games coming out between now and the end of the year, man. Yeah. Like Alan Wake is coming. Assassin's Creed. I mean, uh, F- Armored Core, if you're interested in that, uh, Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> my boy, my boy, Spider-Man. Uh, but you know, this is a lot of stuff coming. So like, I, I don't want to give myself anxiety because, oh my God, how am I going to squeeze in another giant RPG after Starfield, yeah. uh, and then make matters worse for myself. So, uh, I would just tell people to wait and see, cause we don't, we also don't know what the PS5 version is going to come right. out like in terms of the shape. Like, is it going to be, is it going to run worse? Is it going to have more bugs? Is it like, what are we looking at here? So give it. It, be excited. I'm not trying to poo-poo anybody's excitement. Just just be, you know, real about it with yourself if it's not something you typically play. Okay, yeah. Um but let's go ahead and move on to the next big RPG that is uh, coming pretty soon. I think a little a uh, little about two and a half weeks away from the early access launch of Starfield. Uh, now, given that we are just a few weeks away from the release of the game, um, you know, fans have kind of pointed out that there's been almost no marketing. Uh, for the game, which has left many of us wondering why. Um, now, seeing as how this is arguably Xbox's most important release of the generation, Pablo, are we surprised at how quiet it's been on the marketing front for Starfield? Is is this a sign of confidence, a sign of concern, or simply a sign of marketing negligence? In my opinion, it's complete ma- completely made up uh, worries because... I can't really think of a lot of marketing for Spider-Man uh, too, other than it recently being announced and coming out. Uh, you know, I, there, most games that are coming out, most massive games that come out are announced, have some trailer, launch trailers. But marketing, pushing marketing really hard, there's not really it's not really a thing that happens so often. Uh, I'm thinking back at Gears of War 5 where I was I was scared about the single player campaign because they never showed it and they showed it like a week or two weeks before the game uh, came out. And then it's just not something that they really do. And then when I say they, I mean Xbox and even PlayStation. Again, I, I saw a lot of uh, uh, commercials for um, 
for God of War. I did do see that. But other games, not really. I mean, I, I don't think this is a sign of anything. I think this is kind of par for the course, especially for Xbox being a Game Pass game. Uh, I, the, one, them not doing any marketing isn't going to hide the game. <laughs> this game is highly anticipated in, 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 in many ways. I mean, when you look at polls that people are putting out, like what's your most anticipated game now, it's still Starfield uh, by a lot. So like them not putting any kind of marketing out there isn't going to hide the game if it was the fact that it was they weren't confident in it. And two, uh, I, I don't think that they need to put a lot of money into it. People are already talking about it. Conversations are being had about this game on a daily basis. Baldur's Gate 3, the, the one the one like conversation that everybody's having is Baldur's Gate 3 versus Starfield. Like the the marketing is almost happening on its own, uh, especially with the internet in, in terms of how that is. But I, I I don't I don't see this as an issue. I haven't even thought about it. I I, I know that people have been talking about, oh, this is the marketing design system, but it just feels kind of like, in my opinion, just feels a little bit like Sony fan, the toxic Twitter talking points uh, to kind of make the game seem like there's an issue with it. I, it, this is not, this isn't really a problem for me, especially when you also look at uh, Bethesda and what, how they uh, market their games, you know, they with, with, uh, with fallout four, it was a, a, a trailer at E3 far five or six months later, it came out. And so with, Starfield, it's been talked about for years. They had a blowout and, and, and uh, it had a 45 minute showcase talking about the game. Like, do you ne- you've never seen that. I've never seen anybody do such an expansive, uh, intricate inside look at a game that's coming in a couple of months. I, 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 at this point, what else can they do? Like, what else can they possibly do? Do they want an Apple's an Applebee combo? Or do they want a McDonald's uh, Happy Meal? Like, I, I, at this point, there's not much that can be done for them to hype this game up any any more than they already have. That's just my opinion. All right. Well, we might diverge a little bit here, but I do, I do, I do think that we agree that the fanboys out there have weaponized this in a way that I think is kind of silly. I, I don't think that there's any cause for concern. Uh, in this case with Starfield. I think it is a sign that they feel pretty good about the state of the game and the the way that the game has kind of gone over with, you know, with the community. However, I I will say that I do think marketing negligence is at play. And I say that not necessarily because I think they have to prove that Starfield is good. I think they need to sell some damn consoles. That's the problem. And and this you have you're getting outsold 2 to 1 Pablo. You can't just sit back and rest on your laurels and think, well, we don't really need to advertise Starfield because the the community already wants it. Well, the community's not the people that already own the Xboxes that you, that that are sold. They're not the people that you really need to be convincing right now. You need to try to get the casuals to care about Xbox. And the way you do that is you start putting out some ads. You start you start putting your 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 foot on the ground and and you start going for those people because you got to start getting those 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 units to move. And this is this is your most important game of the generation. And for you to be quiet, yeah, I mean that 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 bodes well for your confidence in the game. But let's let's be real this this game means a lot to Xbox as well. So you have to start pounding the pavement, spreading the word, getting casuals, getting people who don't have an Xbox that maybe want to get one this holiday season to start looking your way or else 
you're just going to keep getting walked all over. So you got to do something. Yeah. I don't agree that you, there's nothing to do. I think there's a lot you can achieve with 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 marketing. I just think Xbox is never prioritized. But I don't think marketing the game is going to sell consoles now. I think what will sell consoles is the game comes out and it's doing like Baldur's Gate 3, where it's like getting great reviews. It doesn't have to necessarily be 96 or 87, but getting great reviews, great word of mouth, a lot of people having positive conversations, having that feeling of FOMO once people have that game in hand. I think that's where you can really start selling consoles. But right now, just talking about a game that's been out, uh, it's been in the in the zeitgeist for many years already, and, and, and talking about how good it's going to be, isn't, for me, I don't think it's going to move any consoles, not any significant amount of consoles anyway. Especially with with the fact that, like, also mentioned, they have tie-ins. They ha- also had the, the Starfield controller, the headset. They have a lot of stuff that they're kind of trying to push. But in terms of pushing a moving or buying people buying new consoles, I think that will come if the game is of quality. I think again, like I said, fear of missing out, seeing that game you know, uh, out there and doing well, I think that's when people will start selling more consoles. But at this point, even if Starfield is a 100, 100 in, in Open Critic and Meta, and Meta I, I don't think they're going to close that gap. So it, it almost feels a little bit like what exactly are they trying to do console-wise because they're not going to close the gap, at least not the two-to-one gap. It's, it's just, it's just going to be kind of... Uh, putting too much into something and seeing a little bit of a diminishing results, especially if the end goal is to see more consoles being sold. I wish that Xbox would kind of focus on that just to at least start that trend. So next time the new consoles come out in a couple of years, that we'll have at least a little bit of a, it'll be a little bit closer, but I don't know. It just seems like that's not really what they're focused on to your point. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't think that they stand to, to lose anything from marketing. Well, uh, that's that's kind of my angle. It's expensive, but again, yeah. you don't you don't roll over and just wave the, the the white flag because you're getting outsold. I mean, yeah, you might not catch up to Sony, but you can still catch up a little bit. You yeah. can still start putting the message out there that Xbox is a, is a major player and and maybe shatter some of the you know the stigma that's around the brand. Uh, yeah, the game ultimately has to do the the talking once all everything's said and done. So I agree with you on that yeah. part. I just think there's no there's no harm in getting people excited for yeah, the game but, that may be on the fence this holiday season. But I don't think they've rolled over as a thing. Again, they had like that huge, you know, hour plus or hour or 45 minute blowout. They had those interviews. They had the 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 product, the, the controller, the headphones. Like they had a lot of stuff happening. And and really, again, when you look at, I saw something a couple of days ago, when you look at the market share, when people are searching for games, Starfield is beating, uh, spider-man 2 by quite a bit so like there's it it almost feels like they could do more but at the same time the heavy lifting is being done already by uh by things they've done in the past and also the internet so i I don't know maybe maybe they're being a little bit uh cautious with the money spending after spending about to spend 70 billion dollars on fucking activision but um i don't know i just don't think it's a problem in my, for me at least. Yeah, I mean, like- we'll see what happens when the game comes out and, and what word of mouth helps accomplish for Xbox. But I think to me, it's, um, you know, they're in a very different position than PlayStation. PlayStation to me can afford to sit back and go, ah, marketing, schmarketing. We're, we're, we're in the driver's seat. I don't think Xbox has that same luxury. So I just wish they'd be a little bit more aggressive. That's all I'm saying. Um, but we'll see what they do. Um, you know, it may be, maybe Starfield comes out. It's great. It puts the battery in Xbox's back to be a little bit more, you know, bold and audacious with their marketing and finally have something they can tout as like, look at us. We've got this. 
don't you want, you know, don't you want Starfield now that we know people love it and it's selling or whatever. But I digress for now. We'll just see what happens. And, th- and that still could happen. I mean, it's only like what they, they have three weeks. Yeah, left no, yeah. To, I mean, I, I think I think what people yeah. and, and I think there's going to be this. There'll be, there'll be a launch trailer and stuff like that. I'm sure there will be. Oh, I guess yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do see the fans point in like, OK, since the showcase, we've had we're back to breadcrumbs again, you know, and I kind of feel like, you know, that, that to me, I feel like they could have done more with the momentum that they built from the direct, um, you know, when was that June or July or something they, they could have done yeah. to me. I think they could have done a little bit more with that than they did. And I think they kind no, of, they, they kind of went that, back I, in their I, hidey hole again. And it, it just is like, Oh, well, okay. All right. Yeah. And no, I see that too, but I also feel like the same could be said about a lot of AAA mm-hmm. games when they do yeah. that, you know, because I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. a Starfield is such a weird case just because of how much it means to Xbox. It's a new IP. It's Bethesda's yeah. first new IP in forever. That's so true. it's just a lot of it. It it just breaks so many molds already. Um, but no, no, you know, that's true. we'll keep tabs on it. Um, but you know, uh, speaking of uh, IP, a, a legacy IP has uh, officially made its 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 so called mm. return, Pablo. But why don't you walk us through that story if you don't mind? Well, look, I guess technically the rumors were true. Red Dead Redemption is coming back. It's just not the way anyone wanted. Rockstar announced that Red Dead Redemption is coming to PS4 and Nintendo Switch on August 17th for $49.99. However, this project is not a remaster or a remake, to say the least. It's literally just support of of the story mode and the Undead Nightmare DLC. And it will only run on 30 frames per second with no graphical updates are Reddit fans getting screwed over? Marco, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost tempted to just let you go first because you're the Red Dead fan. You're the you're the big fan. So I, I yeah. let me let me actually flip it back to you first, then I'll jump in. How are you feeling about it as a Red Dead fan? Do you feel screwed over? Yeah, I mean, not. I, I'm not going to say here and say I feel screwed over uh, because I got led astray by a rumor. Shame on me. But I feel like the fact that they did this is bullshit anyway. I mean, like, okay, you're going to re-release Red Dead Redemption. All right. And you're not going to do absolutely nothing to it. Then why the fuck even release it? Like, just release it quietly, uh, digitally uh, for $49.99. That's crazy. That is absolutely nuts. It should be like a $10 game on Switch <laughs> or something like that. Especially if you're going to do, do nothing to it. Or $20. Let's say $20 to be nice. If you're going to do absolutely nothing, be like, hey, we're just making it available on Switch and on PlayStation 4 because you literally can't play it on PS4 and it's never come out on the Switch. That makes sense to me. But the fact that they've... It talked about forty nine ninety nine, and they released a trailer like they were showing you something dope, and it's the same fucking craggy ass John Marston fucking graphical output that I've seen. <laughs> it's just it's not it's not ideal. It's not it's it's greedy. And when you look at what Rockstar has done in the past with their Grand Theft Auto trilogy release, they really don't give a fuck about you. They just they really don't give a fuck. And the thing is, is nobody's gonna give a shit in a couple of in a couple of years or a year or two when Grand Theft Auto Six comes out, and people are gonna be like, ah, oh, it's fine. Rockstar is the best. When really they they are they're egregiously fucking people over on a consistent and constant basis, and they don't give a shit. The simple fact that you can play this game uh, at 60 frames in auto I HDR think, I, I don't think Xbox it has either. I, I downloaded it and played it. it. It doesn't have either, but it is full 4K, uh, and it does run really, really smooth. I will say that. So I thought so too because I didn't see it, but I saw somewhere on. Uh, I, I, I played it the other day just to, before the episode to see myself, and it I think because I thought it was too, and it's not. But yeah. that that it's still the same issue. Is like 
literally it can play this with backwards compatibility and it's the same as what you're about to put out for fifty dollars yeah. so it's still fifty dollars it's it that's a that's insane, that's bro. that's crazy um but it, it just it just goes to the, to show that Rockstar, honestly, they don't give a fuck. I mean, they're just gonna keep doing this until, and you're gonna probably keep buying it. I mean, people on Switch are gonna buy the shit out of this probably, uh, and sadly, people who love the series uh, that are on PlayStation platform are gonna all, almost be forced to buy this if they really want to play it because they literally can't play it right now. So it's it's insane on so many levels. They're they're using they're used they're using like the equity that they have in that and, and red dead to, to kind of push to just make just more money yeah why not? we can make i mean more money they're lucky we not. don't have our booty so. juice of the week segment like we used to back in the day this would have been perfect for that man because this is just caca sauce that's all this is it and is so, and, and that's so the thing it's like this screams to me as let's just put something out to kind of fund gta 6 we need to put something out by the end of the year to, you know, let's, let's, yeah. let's not make sure we go all year long without putting out something. Yeah. Let's please the investors. investors. Let's make some money. Everybody loves red dead. Oh, you know, they'll start thinking that we're going to do more with the series and, you know, we're probably not going to get a new red dead for probably the next six, seven years. Maybe, maybe never. I don't know. It depends on how viable GTA six becomes. Yeah, for them. I mean, but uh, it, it's just a shame. I mean, look, I'm not a red dead fan. I, I'm not going to, you know, mince words, but I've been, down this road before with other franchises where it feels like you're just doing this to milk more money out of me and, and kind of, you know, use my fanfare to your, to your advantage in a way that feels really kind of shitty and scummy and, and kind of like, ugh, you know, like, like that, that corporatized, like, yeah. well, let's, let's, let's get some more money out of those fans. We haven't, we haven't tapped that fan base in a while. Let's go get them. You know, that's what it feels to me. It doesn't feel earnest. It doesn't feel like they obviously doesn't feel like they put, put any effort into it, you know? Well, they, they didn't put any effort to it because they're not even releasing it on PC, which would, I, I'm assuming would have to have them put a little effort to it for it to work on different kinds of PCs, but because they didn't have to do anything and put it on the Switch and then put it on, on PS4, that's what it feels like to me. And then they, they got questioned about it and they said, why $50? And they said, it, it's fair market mm. price. Like it's like the market, what, on what? Uh, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. And then they asked. Yeah, that's what i'm saying based on what based on you guys and your price points yeah absolutely you guys are the king of real. people over yeah. when it comes to releasing some of your old shit and then they also said um that the game is the way it is because there was nobody in the studio that felt any kind of particular way about it and so if they didn't feel any way about it in terms of putting a creative twist to it that they just went ahead and, and, and left it as is and released it as is which again bullshit nobody in rockstar games passionate about red dead redemption get the fuck out of here the, the, the literally the creators of the series and there's no passion for for the series especially wanting to see uprez or even a remake of it that, you know that's absolutely insane to me and they're all what, bullshitters yeah and, and what what bothers me is is like they know that the value proposition here deep down is not comparable to the kind of games we're going to be getting between now and the end of the year Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be the thorn in everybody's side at every studio from here on. And so is Starfield, if that pans out too. Yeah. Because now you're talking about full price $70 games. You, now people are going to be going, okay, $50 for an old ass Red Dead Redemption. For $20 more, I can get Baldur's whole entire Gate 3. And, not, and, and I get triple, quadruple <laughs> the amount of content. You know, oh, decisions, decisions. You know what I mean? Right. 
Right. New so like too, that like that's going to be the problem for this remaster among many other problems. It just looks like lazy. And I don't and I don't want to shit on the developers. They were probably just doing what they were told. Cut some corners, hurry up, get this out. I don't even know if they there did were, it. There were some people that were like, meant, oh, you know, so. so proud to announce that I was a part of this project, really excited about it. And of course, you know, their replies were, you know, uh, messy and, and toxic. But I, I don't blame them per se. I just think Rockstar was like, rush this thing out, get it out the door. Uh, don't get cute. Don't, don't do this. Don't do yeah. that. Don't add that. Don't, just put it out. You know, that's what I think. I don't blame them. Uh, blame is crazy. I would never blame them. But that seems a little weird. Them saying I'm honored to be a part of it. you. All you did was port the game. Like you're that, that just feels a little bit like marketing told them, Hey, can you guys like talk this up a little bit, but don't blame them. They, they're literally yeah. just doing what they've been told, but <laughs> that's crazy to be like, uh, it is an honor <laughs> to bring you the same game. We brought you 10 years ago. Uh, so glad to be rehashing ago, this again. for you guys. So glad. Exactly the same. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just such a shame, dude. Uh, and, and you know, what, what aggravates me the most for red dead fans is that, in in the warped mind of Rockstar and Take Two, they'll if if this doesn't sell well, I would be concerned they're going to take this as oh people just aren't interested in Red Dead anymore, you know, and and have some weird conclusion is, based on like our interest in the series when it would really be more about the fact that we just don't like what you did with this lazy ass port, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I I mean that that would be like insane because I think uh, Red Dead Two sales numbers came out and they've sold um, like fifty eight million copies. I just or I never like rule anything so, out with them. I never rule. They, they yeah, you know, I know. I, and the thing is, is like I agree. I don't think that they're gonna say the Red Dead is dead. I think they'll be like ah, the, there's no there, there's no real. Um, there's no real like the, the the temperature for the game right now is kind of low. Let's wait mm. ten years to release yeah. Red Dead Redemption Three or something like that, which would be an absolute fucking. It, it's kind of the same in the same boat as Bethesda with uh with Fallout, where it's like, man, we there's people out here who would like another Fallout game. You're telling us we got to wait <laughs> a decade for Fallout Five or yeah. another decade for Red Dead Redemption Three? That is insane. Like, I don't want to live in the world like that where we have to wait for these games because the the creator decided <laughs> ah, we're just yeah. gonna wait. Because I want to be well, greedy about my creation, uh, but yeah, that all they had to do, Marco, was a little so remaster, simple. a little remaster, so a little bit of something so small. And I, no, 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 no. not for fifty bucks, but I would have definitely wanted to to, to play because I've I've been dabbling a little bit with Red Dead Redemption Two just here and there, and I would love to play that game again the first one but i don't want to play in the state that it is now it's an old game just a little bit a little 60 Man. frames not even 4k just checkerboard up res whatever a little clean up here that's it that's all you needed to do and they couldn't even <laughs> pull that off well before Fuck we move that. on to our last story pablo as with uh our, our normal tradition anytime talking about red dead can we please for the people get a black lung if you don't mind <laughs> black lung <laughs> Ooh, my, my, you know, um, the the actor who does Micah Bell is also the therapist. Oh, for really? La Noir Fontaine. <laughs> so that's why we hate those guys so much because that guy is. That guy I would is. never. Oh my god, that guy is hilarious. His voice acting is funny. All right, well, well, thank you for the yeah. fan service, Pablo. We appreciate that as usual. But why don't you go ahead and? Sure, sure. <sighs> I didn't ask for that though. Didn't need that. Uh, go ahead and give us our our, our fourth and final hit point uh, news item this week, please. 
Yeah, according to Sony's latest financial report, some of PlayStation's first-party games that were originally planned for later uh, uh, FY23, which ends in March 2024, not confusing, have been (laughs) delayed. No specific games were mentioned, but uh, speculation is running rampant about what games they could be, and others have been using this news as damage control for Sony's poorly received showcase. So let's jump on that speculation train here, Marco. What games do you think were delayed, and do we agree that this is a good reason why Sony's showcase was a big L? Yeah, so I think the obligatory one is obviously factions uh, because of what we heard, um, you know, behind the scenes about that project kind of going through some some yeah. issues. So I'll, I'll get that one out of the way quick. I I keep mentally coming back to Blue Point Games and and looking at whatever the the Bloodborne project is that they've been rumored mm, to be working on. Um, the fact that that's ha- that that's not been announced yet, I could have sworn that was coming out this year, dude. I was yeah. marching to the beat of that drum for so long, and now it feels like. That might be like next year's like holiday game or something like that at, at the rate they're going. Mm-hmm. I I feel like that's probably the one that uh, I would say is is the one that got delayed. Um, honestly, I think that's kind of all I have. In ter- I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the. I got one. What more. do you got? What do you got? Stellar Blade. Well, that's not a Sony exclusive. But- I mean, that's not a Sony first party game though. But it's a Sony published game. They said it was. Uh, it, they didn't specifically say it was a first party. They said it was like uh, games that were exclusive oh, to the Sony okay. platform. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah, that would so, make sense then. If it, if we're if we're counting yeah. that, then yeah, I could see that being one of them. Yeah, I just think that um, as far as do we agree if it's a good reason why the, the showcase was an L? I mean, it's not a good reason, but it probably is. It's, it's a, reason. a reason. I still uh, yeah. my theory is still that. Um, Jim Ryan did not want to overshadow the live service push by showing more of the single player games that we were looking forward to. I think I think yeah. if if he had done that, we'd be talking more about those games and not really caring at all about live service games, which would have been justified because the live service games they showed were completely cliche and uninteresting in my opinion yeah. but i think he was probably doing a little bit of both i don't i don't think certain games are ready to be shown and i think he just kind of wanted to really show his stakeholders that look at us go we're going for the live service push starting now this is it right here and and you know uh, obviously we we said our piece about it when the showcase you know happened but now i think we can see that um, it really has been a non-starter for them ever since. I mean, it, yeah. it just it hasn't given them any kind of leverage or momentum at all afterwards. It's just created more questions than answered. And unfortunately, I don't know when that's going to change uh, next year, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. I, just to go backwards here, because I already kind of said the games. I agree with you, Marco. I think Sarah Blade is one for me, and I think that uh, Factions is definitely the other one. I also wonder if games that were supposed to be announced already uh, took the backseat as well, just based on the fact that they're pushing their whole state That's true. Back, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll see. But um, I, I don't think that this is a good excuse uh, for their L of Showcase L because Sony is notorious, infamously or famously, for for announcing games so long, so early. Uh, and having many, many years before him, like when you look at Ghost of Tsushima was uh, announced 2017, came out in 2020. Last of Us 2 was uh, announced in 2016, announced uh, came out in 2020. Spider-Man, a two-year gap. Final Fantasy 7, obviously we know it's massive, like 2015, it came out in 2020. So like it, it's 
they do that all the time. So why couldn't they done they had done that in the last showcase? Talk about Ghost of Tsushima two, other games that are so far off but still announce them. So yeah, no PlayStation that showcase they took an L because of what Marco said. I I, I don't think Jim Ryan really wanted to. Uh, kind of bolster the the whole we are the home for exclusive games and, and whatnot especially since what we saw what the um what that they did they specifically focus on that so um yeah that for me that's definitely what happened there but yeah i well i don't know man we'll, we'll see what happens with sony and, and their slate because it it's a little concerning um uh, spider-man is coming out this year which is great but i don't know what else they have on their plate besides wolverine uh and i you know they had what we, we could only go by what they've announced that there's not much going on so I, i'm curious to see if if in the next year or two it's going to be a big opening for xbox to to move in a yep, little bit um yep. which i hope it is it, not because i'm a xbox fa- uh, fanboy it's because i would love all three systems to stay healthy at all times because i would love to continually have a new xbox new playstation new new nintendo uh, console uh throughout my lifetime just because that, that's the my my favorite hobby but um yeah i let's see what happens though but i am a little concerned about the sony uh slate just due to the fact that by now we would know about a lot of games that are coming in the future especially with their first party and we don't know anything really mm. uh, which is a little bit weird yeah. it's, a, it's a weird time for playstation absolutely for sure. and hopefully it, the, the dry spell won't be as dry as it it seems to be shaping up to be but it's getting a little spooky and you're right this could be a very opportunistic time for xbox to come out of their drought just in the nick of time as playstation is entering a drought of sorts uh on their end and and hopefully you know balancing things out a little bit more making this more competitive because i think a lot of people are sort of still riding the wave of what 2022 was for playstation and yeah. uh, i'm sorry i'm 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 kind of in a what have you done for me lately kind of mood right now in august and and it seems like all you've got is spider-man and and, and a lot of wait and yeah. see for some live or service stuff that i'm not interested in and a slim playstation Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. and it's like you know play, playstation that really talks about game many years before they come out and when they come out they're actually good so it's okay if they do that xbox does that and the game comes out it's yeah. not very good so like it's that's why the difference there between being concerned about playstation even though they haven't showed anything and and, and why we're not too concerned about xbox because xbox they shouldn't be doing yeah. that playstation definitely has a complete leeway to do that if they need if they need to but they haven't yeah um yeah. all right well before we move on to the main event of the show it is uh it's time for all of you listeners to head over to a certain social media platform formerly known as twitter to vote in our first ever Cool down time poll of the week. And the poll this week is going to be which game, which Pablo (laughs) (laughs) ruined. I'm not making that one of the choices, by the way. All right. (laughs) Had the first ever poll of the week segment. I said, Pablo, I'm going to do it. My dick. Come on, man. All right, let me run that shit back. All right, now, the poll of the week for real is which game will win the most Game of the Year awards? Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, or Baldur's Gate 3? So make sure you head over to Twitter or X or whatever you still call it and find us at It's Cooldown Time to cast your vote now and be sure to follow us after you vote so you can check the results at the end of the week. Uh, In the meantime, though, let's go ahead and jump into the main event of the show that we call the Checkpoint Chat. It's time for the Checkpoint Chat. 
All right. So a few episodes ago, Pablo, we unveiled a segment devoted to gamers that need to stop lying. And uh, <laughs> we uh, let's let's just say that uh, that was a pretty well received episode. Uh, and so we decided that it was uh, I, I not in, inside little inside baseball here. It, his to date, it's been our the the show that's been listened to really, the most. yeah. And and so yeah. that 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 told us that. We might have struck a chord there, and so we're gonna do what every uh, every studio out there does. We're gonna go back to the well. Yeah. We're gonna run this segment into the ground. No, uh, we actually had uh, even more things uh, after the first go around that we you know could recall as things people need to stop lying about in the gaming space. So uh, me and Pablo came up with another list of, of five things each that uh, may trigger some of you. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're being somewhat messy and facetious about some of these things but there is a lot of truth embedded in here as well so trigger warning if you get offended easily we might be talking about you i have no idea but uh you know we're just calling spades what they are all right so uh we're, we're gonna go ahead and kick this thing off with with 10 things that y'all gotta stop lying about and uh <laughs> i'm gonna jump in first pablo because i i want to get Maybe the more sensitive one out of the way uh, you know, so we can start having fun. But I, I, I feel like it's time to call this out, especially after what I've seen going on over the last year or two in gaming. And this is this is this is what I want you guys to do. OK, stop acting like y'all vote with your wallets when you don't. OK, you do all that complaining about the industry's antics. Yet there you are buying broken and unfinished games, buying cosmetics and battle passes, supporting companies known for workplace misconduct or sexual harassment, buying games made by creators with controversial beliefs and checkered past. Yet some of you are out here acting like you stand for something. You, you really don't. Most of you, I hate to say it, are kind of being hypocrites. You'll refuse to play Call of Duty because fuck Bobby Kotick. And a few months later, you guys are tweeting, Diablo 4 is my game of the year. Like what? <laughs> or, or how about this one? I won't buy Hogwarts Legacy because of J.K. Rowling. But you had no problem buying Cyberpunk 2077, even though CD Projekt Red was embroiled in transphobic controversy when the game Thanks. came out. So it sounds like a double standard to me. And look, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. I just want some of you to get off your high horses and admit that voting with our wallets is not something we do in the gaming community. So stop lying to yourself about it. Stop virtue signaling and stop pretending to be a gaming activist that you're not. Just buy what you want to buy and stop the fake moral grandstanding. That's all I have to say. Pablo, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Those are excellent points. Uh, people always want to talk a big game, but when the game comes out, they're pretty much just they probably had already pre-ordered pre anyway. It's just something to say. And that's the problem nowadays. People just want something to say, regardless of just lying out there. And then people, and that's why they got to stop lying. They got to stop lying about it. And, 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 and then, you'll, you know, they'll say online, oh, I refuse to buy that game. I bet you if you go look at their play history, you'll see the very game that they said they weren't going to buy. And they'll have some excuse for it. Well, I did. I, I bought it used. So the money didn't go directly. to. Right. All right, fam. We don't need to do all that. Just, you know. Or just completely robbing yourself of an experience because of something you said right. without doing the research. Yeah. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, a you lot know? of it. I mean, look, if you're if you're that concerned about giving your money to bad people, I got bad news for you. You've been doing that for years. 
I mean, in, for years. In, in, uh, not even just in the gaming space. I mean, the clothes you're buying, the, the car you drive, I can guarantee you there was an asshole that worked in, in, in one of those companies. Right. So you, you can't yeah. avoid it. So don't you don't need to sit here and pick and choose your battles or hold people responsible or accuse them of being transphobic because they bought a game that you don't want them to buy. Like, I thought that was complete bullshit earlier this year. I'm sorry. I just think that's a, a, a lousy way of being accusatory to people that just want to play games they love. And a lot of people are trying to put politics and, and morality into purchasing decisions like that and it's like guys stop it's the because yeah. you're, you're you if again if we looked at your play history we'll see a bunch of shit that you're playing and buying that come from companies that are just as fucked up as the ones i'm buying from so stop yep but um that's my first one hopefully uh you guys didn't walk out and mad at me but uh you know if you're, if you're still here like- i'd like you to listen to pablo's first uh thing you got to stop lying about pablo take it away they stopped listening and they, they swore they were never going <laughs> to pay for unsubscribe. They'll subscribe again in about a week or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my number one is I want people to stop pretending that your favorite console manufacturer or development studio is infallible. Mm. Like these massive corporations make more mistakes than not. They have to appease consumers, but only after they fill their pockets, like the Sony, Xbox, Nintendo, we just talked about Rockstar, yep. even CD Projekt Red, Santa Monica Studios, the Coalition, etc. They are not immune to completely fucking up their shit. They got lawyers on retainer. You don't have to be a sycophant for any specific company. Next time you prefer console manufacturer, Manufacturer or your beloved game studio makes a mistake, don't obfuscate the facts to fit your weirdo narrative. They're just plastic boxes, guys. You don't have to go out there and cap for them. You really don't. They're, they're going to be okay. They don't need Yeah, you. it's 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 almost like the opposite end of what I was saying. It's like going way too hard in the paint for, for these companies yep. and, and refusing to acknowledge that they can and have and will disappoint you. Like all of these companies have taken turns being on some complete bullshit and it th- mm-hmm. people are out there acting like they, they they don't do that like i see people you know whether it's like it, the 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 company or like the people in the company like phil spencer for instance like oh he's just holier than thou and he's never done any wrong yeah yes i mean and he's oh, he's a businessman yeah. right so i think you're right uh people and it's all for the a lot of it's for console warring and you know just the the, the twitter toxic pool of of nonsense and it's just people that want to again pretend to be activists that they're not by like championing very flawed companies that will mess up so i i totally agree with you there um let me go ahead and jump in with my next one pablo and this one's kind of on time um you know based on some 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 things about Baldur's gate 3 but we got to go there i know it's a tired topic but let's talk about it okay we gotta stop acting like the Xbox Series S isn't becoming a hardware liability for Microsoft. It is. Some of you out there, I'm sorry to say it, but you were talking real tough for the last few years about the Series S not holding Xbox back. But it got real awkward and weird when Larian Studios held off on bringing Baldur's Gate 3 to Xbox because Split Screen had the Series X dizzy out here. Okay. <laughs> But instead of you fans considering the possibility that games are becoming more ambitious than the Series S can handle, we got fuckery instead. We got people mad at Larian, actually mad at them for being transparent about the Series S's issue or accusing them of Sony bias, either saying that they they just prefer Sony 
that they have some under the table agreement or that they they gave more resources to PlayStation and they have no proof of, of that at all. Uh, it's a team of 400 people. I'm sure they had plenty of, of manpower. They just couldn't make it happen. But we also have people going as far as demanding they cut out co-op and compromise their artistic vision. Crazy. Compromise their artistic vision also that they don't have to eat crow about the Series S being underpowered. Stop it. Oh, but what about Starfield? That'll run on the Series S. Sure, yeah, but how good is it going to look and how good is it going to perform on a console that can barely run cross-gen games at a stable 30 frames per second and a decent resolution? Come on, y'all. I get it. It's affordable, it sells well, and it's a great entry point for Xbox. But if you think the Series S can hold its own for the next five years as games get bigger and more technologically demanding, you are kidding yourself. So stop. What are your thoughts? I agree. But I think that you could even expand that and say... Just understand that all these consoles are having problems. I mean, like the fact that I think Lords of the Fallen is only going to be running at uh, 1080p at 60 or 1440 at at four um, at 30 is ridiculous. And and the Final Fantasy that- 16 was 720p. Jesus, like you know, it's ridiculous. And then you're going to sit here and be like, no, the Series S is comparable. It's not holding. Listen. Is couch co-op the most important thing? Nope, it's not. But however, it, the fact that it's not that important of a thing, and the fact that it is the thing holding the game co- the back for it to come out on, on Xbox is ridiculous. And the and the uh, development team and the marketing team have been on record on X on Twitter, whatever you want to call that shit, saying this game is not a PlayStation exclusive. And even with that being said. Th- it doesn't get through their heads. They're like, uh, whatever. Like, it's it's ridiculous. The S is absolutely holding ga- games back. I hate to say it, and I think that the decision has to be made here fairly soon that there are going to be games that just are not going to come out on the S, and that sucks. I I promise. But it's just if you want the X to have a little bit more of a shelf life, even compared to the PS5, you have to drop the S because I don't see in a couple of years now Gear Six coming out and even being comparable. Uh, in any way, shape, or form on a Series S. Or at the very least, just delay the Series S version if you need more time with it and get the Xbox Series X version out first or something like that. Sure. I, I don't know. Works, I just, you know. I just, I just, I hate when people start blaming developers and go, oh, well, this is the first time you've ever seen a problem like this. First off, again, you guys have been getting rocked to sleep for the last two and a half years with all those cross-gen games. Okay, yeah, of course there weren't you know, show-stopping issues with those games because they were built to be able to run on last-gen hardware. So you weren't running into these scenarios too much. But, but as I then. said earlier, as I said earlier, but as games start getting more ambitious and more demanding, it, it, listen, this 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 console is going to start sneezing and wheezing out of here, man. And I, and I don't want to hear all the blame gaming because, oh, God forbid, they wanted to put out a feature-complete game on the console instead of making you wait for something that everybody else gets out of the box. How dare you guys I'm come saying. and attack Larian Studios for that? I mean, what are we advocating for anymore? We and, want and games to come out unfinished on purpose like this? I, for them, yes. Yeah, so they could win their little Twitter war? Absolutely. They wouldn't mind yeah. that. But People I, are just flailing emotion right now on the xbox i hate it and this isn't even new look at halo infinite what's the feature that got cut out and now we probably know why it was couch co-op it's not this isn't a new thing and and forza and just lost yes just sorry guys sorry guys what do you think i mean look we can we can go tinfoil hat and say is it because of the s and i think 
could be a fair argument that it I could don't be. think it's. I don't Tiff. I, I, in my opinion, if you do Tiffle hat, it's you, you're, <laughs> you're going far and beyond what a, a you know common uh, expectation. This is pretty much Larry and pretty much exposed the S in, in a way that yeah. we all kind of already knew, but they put a name to the problem, and, and the name is Series S. So I, mean, I oh my god, then we get people going, you know, well they shouldn't have said that out loud. I mean, yeah, but you guys also demand transparency, like you. So so when you get it, it and it and it don't you don't get what you like you don't hear what you want to hear now it's a problem so i just don't like the double standard i don't i also don't like how it was forgivable for forza motorsport to not have it we had a lot of apologists champion it oh well you know there's no point and you know but when but when larian says it's a problem it, then the pitchforks come out for them it's it's very i don't like i don't like what yeah. people are doing right now they're moving funny and it's whack so uh but let's go ahead and move on pablo because we can stay on this subject forever and i yeah, can keep going yeah. forever uh, but what's your second thing people got to stop lying about yep they gotta stop lying and gotta stop making excuses for the psvr2 spending mm-hmm. nearly 600 dollars for a bunch of indie titles and mainline games converted into vr experiences and then making you buy beat saber again is <laughs> not enough it's is it's not okay sony is barely supporting its product only lending horizon series to the vr landscape sony has seemingly abandoned the psvr2 almost as soon as it released and 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 there you are defending it listing off a bunch of malware equivalent titles as a way to defend your 600 purchase once again people are defending their purchases here vr is not the future of gaming a fact that has been well established it's gone the way of 3d tvs and full motion control integration and yet your PSVR 2 fans choose to have your intelligence questioned over and over again. Every single second you open your mouth to defend a product that is so niche that Jim Ryan probably forgot it exists. You know, Jim, <laughs> PSVR 2, he goes, what now? Like, you what? Like, the what? The PSVR 2? What? I don't know why he's a uh, cogni son of a bitch, but whatever. Oh, man. Uh, it's, just, it's ridiculous. I, uh, Ryan uh, McCaffrey from IGN had said, hey, I kind of regret buying the PSVR 2 because of uh, because it not have doesn't have enough games that appeal to me and people went after him literally embarrassing themselves in a public forum talking about well how about this niche double a uh vr game that's coming out in two months what the fuck are you talking about like yeah it's it, ridiculous just ridiculous the psvr2 seemingly abandoned by playstation 2 uh, by playstation but not abandoned by the by the by the playstation faithful the the, the damn cult of 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 personality <laughs> These yeah so i mean look it's just um it's so disappointing but it's it was so predictable this was going to happen and um not only the failure of psvr2 so far but just the way that the apologists um came swooping in for the rescue like like if, like this this piece of tech is a damsel in distress like it's so whack to me that like people just can't admit it's 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 let you down like if you're saying yeah. that you're satisfied with this i i mean and you're being and you're telling that you're like not bullshitting i would be very interested to see what the hell else these people play that's that that they love i mean yeah. what is like is are, are you still playing pac-man like what what are you what else are you buying <laughs> if if this is enough for you to make you happy like I, I, the reality is like you like you said this is just a lot of rehashed games re-releases and just barely putting anything uh in terms of like major franchises into the mix i think other than horizon that was really all they've committed and it just it just feels like a waste of time it just feels like Pete, they're hanging on to vr for absolutely no reason and it's just and time if i'm to not let mistaken committed lightly committed and just uh, and giving uh 
the IP up because I think somebody else developed uh, Horizon uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it was. I don't even think it was uh, their first party studio. So that's how much they care. They're not even wasting their first party studio's time to make pr- shit for all this. PSVR. Was all this was say, was let's let's make sure we have we have some market share in the VR space that that's, that's all it feels like to me. They don't, they don't really have a strategy for this thing. They just kind of wanted to get a sliver of the pie because Oculus is walking them out of the, of, of the space, you know, pretty, pretty easily. I mean, Oculus is, Oculus is synonymous with VR now. And it's just, it, I think it's time for PlayStation to either, you know, fight back or, or just concede and move on. Um, I think PlayStation is flailing, like yeah. desperately trying to kind of diversify their portfolio. Like I think uh, as gamers, we go, all we need is software. And I think yeah. that's true for gamers, but as a company, as a whole, they need more than just their games. And I think that they're really trying to get their foot into everything, to Evo, into VR. Like they're, they're really trying to expand and, and, and that portfolio in a way that um, they, they seem to be failing at. So other I, than I, I mean, Evo we'll is happens. successful, but yeah. that's kind of the only thing I've seen. No, but, but I I mean, like, like they're the experience. Yeah, Evo was successful, except you know they had the Street Fighter uh, Five or whatever the Street Fighter Six uh, tournament, and the ports in the back of the PlayStation Five were burning out. <laughs> like they were literally damaging controllers because they couldn't. The heat that oh, those man. things were generating and staying on were literally damaging the PlayStation Fives and people's controllers. So yeah, it was going fine. That shit was fire. All right. Um- <laughs> Let me go with my third one while we're uh, on the subject of PlayStation. This one is more about uh, you know throwing shooting some bail uh, to PlayStation here uh, with one of their franchises, and that is this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Please stop acting like The Last of Us Part Two was a bad game just because you didn't like what happened to Joel or you didn't like Abby's physique. That game was fire. But we got people mad out here, Pablo, because there was no plot armor and Abby's cup size was too damn small. If, if, <laughs> if, listen, if fan service and big breast assist mean that much to you, The Last of Us was never for you in the first place. Please Damn, kick uh, rocks. I'm so tired of people holding this bitter, angry, and resentful uh, disposition towards this game as if, well, they didn't make my sequel. I mean, stop stop bro. with this entitlement, guys. This narrative entitlement that you have where you think this is another fucking Marvel franchise where nobody ever really dies or goes away. It's not. It doesn't work that way. They wanted to do yep. what they did with Joel. What happened, happened. Sorry that Abby works out too much for you. And, and, and I guess she likes CrossFit too much for your taste or something like that. And you you don't like her cup size. And, oh, look at her arms. She's Her arms are too big and she's not attractive. Woke or whatever kind of weird, yeah, weird, yeah. dumb theories people have. Like, it's enough is enough, man. I'm tired of the slander, bro. That's that mob. You give a you give a female in a video game any any molecule of intelligence or like the fact that she could do something good and um it's all uh, automatically it's woke. Imagine imagine playing uh, The Last of Us two and thinking that game is bad. Like imagine that you gotta game try hard. You gotta a, you gotta try hard to look at that game as a bad game. That I mean, come it, on, it doesn't hard. I, I don't I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's. A, I, I honestly think it might not be for you. But to say hey, this game is bad quality, yeah. you, you're out your mind. You're absolutely yeah. out your mind. And and kind of sticking to that in terms of. Uh, games that get a uh, unfair uh shot here or unfair view is it, i want everybody to stop lying on final fantasy 15's name uh final fantasy uh, final fantasy 15 I all can't right say we got final mike fantasy. tyson in the building it's ludicrous how you feel <laughs> yeah. about the final fantasy <laughs> what's it that's a that's michael that's michael starring, tyson starring right uh noctith 
All right, go ahead, go ahead. Man, this man, this man making fun of my speech in front of the world. No, Final Fantasy 15 is the best mainline Final Fantasy game in a whole ass decade, if not even more. It has arguably the best ending of any RPG of its kind. It has a it has memorable characters, and it and it uh, pushed the series forward in terms of combat and gameplay. While it's not perfect, it is unapolog unapologetically Final Fantasy to its core. And as we found out recently, to a certain Final Fantasy game. That is pretty essential to kind of still feel like a Final Fantasy game. And I and I hate people just out here talking big shit about 15, like if it was a terrible game, and then turning around and saying 16 is their favorite Final Fantasy game. You guys are insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Final Fantasy 15 is actually really, really amazing uh, video game that I, I love very much. And I feel like it's, you know. It's better than it's the best Final Fantasy game since ten, in my opinion. I well, uh, well yeah, I I really like twelve a lot, but I I could I don't I don't yeah. hate that that sentiment, and I do think that overall, fifteen does get a bad rap. I think yeah, I mean the the, the development issues were very prevalent. It came out in a very weird pseudo unfinished way. There was a lot of weird stuff going on, especially towards the back half of the game, where you felt like. Yeah. there's supposed to be some game here but it just kind of jumped to this other thing but um you know they they patched they, they plugged the holes with the the dlc Chapter yeah 13. They, they plugged the holes they, they fixed some things and i think now um you know it's to me i think it especially after playing 16 and kind of revisiting 15 again and going oh yeah this was better than i gave it credit for i have to i have to i'm one of those people that that i didn't lie on 15's name i always liked the game i just i didn't give it enough yeah, yeah. enough credit so i i'm one of those people that have kind of come around um and, and realized yeah. it because because from 15 you get remake seven remake which you know adopts the combat system and obviously improves right. it by a lot but you know final final fantasy 15 is the first final fantasy game uh, that has a new completely redone uh gameplay combat system and i think it worked really really well for its time and i think it still kind of maintained the the rpg final fantasy essence even though it was kind of um you know it wasn't turn-based but i think it, it kind of kept that with the right. ap system that it had so um yeah final fantasy is fantastic final fantasy 15 is is amongst the best of the series uh at least no in recent doubt years. All right. Well, let me go ahead and tag in next with my fourth thing. Y'all got to stop lying about this might bother some people. I don't know. But uh, nevertheless, I want some of you out there to please stop acting like the Steam Deck and the Rogue Ally are the be all end all of handheld devices, man. <laughs> They're cool. They're cool. But but come on. They're cool. Their designs are wonky. Their battery life sucks. And the games, they look and perform okay to decent at best we got half of you already out here modding them and buying extra battery accessories just to make them viable and they just came out and while and, and, and while we're here this is this probably bugs me even worse stop acting like playing certain games on these devices is a revelation we got people out here pablo literally pretending like playing games like mgs5 on these devices is a transformative experience and recontextualize their whole feelings about the game calm the hell down Han handheld gaming has been cool for decades fam y'all don't need to add all this extra sauce to it just because you like the thing you bought relax okay i'm just That's become a it real is problem. i mean uh, oh i played this game that came out four years ago and i didn't like it then but now that i'm playing it on a smaller screen with these cramped ass buttons now i so i i see the game in a totally different light guys come on it's not that serious 
it feels like it's this issue is unique to video games because I know people who watch movies or buy sound systems and they don't like them. They're pretty much be like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, with video games, it's like I bought this product and it cost me money. It's the best thing I've ever played <laughs> in my entire life. That's literally the sentiment for everything. This game I just it's spent so six dollars on. It is one of the best games I've ever played in my it's whole life. The meaning life. of like, life itself. Like what? Bro, what are you talking about? Like, if it's not good, it's not good. Move on. Like, yeah. you know, and, and hold shit to the... This is kind of like a theme here to our, our stop line is you got to start holding people's feet to the fire because if you're not doing that, then they think that the PSVR 2 is fine and they're just going to do the same thing with PSVR 3, the same thing with the next Steam Deck, the same thing with whatever, you know, next thing that we're, we've, we've, we've protected because we bought it. Like, we're defending our purchases. It's so crazy, man. It's... it's nobody wants to admit that they spent $600 on a PSVR R2's headset or a Steam Deck or whatever and be like, it's fine. Yeah. Like nobody wants to say nobody, that. Yeah. this is the most yeah. No, and nobody yeah. wants to, you know, say that they, you know, they bought one of these two devices and they played Elden Ring for all 48 minutes that the battery life allowed them to. Like, no one wants to say that, but that's the reality of, of playing on these devices sometimes. And it's just like, well, we don't want to, like, really dwell on that. We just want to talk about how transformative it was and how much it changed the way I felt about the game. Dude, because you played it on a smaller screen. Well, well, I, and there and there are definitely advantages. Sure. Like I know people who are playing. Like I know friend of the show Justin is playing Baldur's Gate three on the Steam Deck. He doesn't own a PC that can run it, but he is connected to his monitor and playing it. So I mean, those are the advantages that you get. For or if sure, you're a travel, if, or if you travel a lot, I get the novelty yeah. of having something that powerful instead but, of you know a whole rig with you everywhere you go. I get that, but. Yeah. Eh. But I've seen people, especially recently with Aces Rog, talking about like. Well, if it runs out of battery, I just connect it anyway and plug it in and and charge it while I'm playing. That's the whole. You're defeating the purpose of the entire fact that the thing is handheld. Oh, it's like it a console. Be attached to the wall. <laughs> so what are you talking stupid. about? And even and even look, uh, and not that Justin is not that Justin has said anything about this, but even the fact that Justin's preferred way of playing it, at least playing Baldur's Gate three, is attached to his monitor like a console. Like it, it's oh. you know. What are we doing? Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit that's a little bit out there, man. But yeah, I think I, again, I'm not saying that they're bad devices. I, I I'm sure they serve a purpose and that they are cool. I I've, I would love to get I've, a I would love to get a Steam Deck like when the Steam Deck Two comes out. Maybe I'll get a one like a, a pre. Yeah. They're selling pre uh, pre owned ones now on GameStop. I would love to get yeah. one at cheaper rate just to 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 dabble in, especially like the indie games that come out only on on uh um on steam or something yeah. like that that would be that would be kind of fire but like i'm not gonna sit here and be like this is the best thing i've ever had played what, man life. when i heard the metal gear solid five thing i'm like stop it i've not seen that that is insanity stop man like i hate when people do that they find they pluck some old game out of the ground and they they try to make it their thing as if it's like it's cool again or something because i played it here instead of there like yeah. it's not that serious y'all but i digress man let's move on to your next yeah. one what do you got my my number four, uh, and this is something that I used to be guilty. I love, of I love this one. I love this. One. Yeah, I used to be guilty of these back in the day, just because of whatever. Let me get into it here. Stop lying about how much you game. Don't let people tell you playing video games is a waste of time. So when they ask you if you play video games, don't say a little bit when you actually have like all three consoles <laughs> set up with gaming rig, all surrounded, double wide monitors <laughs> surrounding you. It, it, it's if it's your hobby of choice, don't let people shame you for it i used to you know back in the day we'd be like yeah i've game a little bit knowing goddamn well i'm about to go home and put in like t 10 hours into into fallout 3 like it's <laughs> like it's it's your hobby like you're 
if you're an adult, teenager, whoever you are listening to this, don't let anybody tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing with your time. It is your fucking time. Yeah. Like, dude, it, it is what it is. You know, you know how many times I've had conversations with people who you may not think are gamers, and they'd be like, "Do you game?" I'm like, "Yeah, I game. Do you game a lot?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I game quite a bit. I even have a podcast, whatever." Like. And those conversations that we have, and you, you'll be surprised the people who are actually gamers and are in the shit, like, and they just don't talk about it because they feel like some kind of like scarlet letter. This guy's a big G on your chest. This guy's a gamer. What a loser! Nobody, <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised how many people actually game oh, nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love this one because it's so. I mean, it, it there's there's something deeper to it. Obviously, it's it's a self confidence thing as well, and sure. and we don't want to get too deep on the show. But I remember we used to have a segment. Uh, way back at the start of the show called The Cooldown. And we would ask mm-hmm. questions about, you know, kind of where gaming and, and life intersect. And and one of the things we talked about was about this, because especially as a young adult, or especially if you are in the dating space, I notice a lot of, of people play down how much they play. And in the end, all you're really doing is suppressing the truth of who you are just to appeal to someone else or to fit in with a certain group or, or to let's just be honest to be able to be somebody's partner um and and you start you know selling yourself short you you, you deprioritize your own passion you play it down and act like it's not important to you when it is and if there's anything i've learned as i've gotten older it's two things it's that you've gotta you gotta develop that that fuck it gene and not care yeah, what yeah. people think because if it's as long as you're a responsible adult that takes care of your life and you 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 know you pay your bills and you're not you're not living a life uh, you know that you can't handle because you're investing it all in video games or something then there's nothing wrong with it and secondly absolutely and secondly you know you're not going to attract the right people for you if you keep pretending to be somebody else it. you're not and that's the most simple if if you it, let's talk about relationships if you're in a relationship with someone who thinks that uh, if you play games is lame or 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 for kids then you're that's the wrong person right. for you especially if gaming it, it's actually it's actually great to be upfront and honest because at that point you're kind of filtering out those people that are not going to be conducive to your relationship in the future going forward like i my wife obviously knows that i game a lot and we that's something that we 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 were okay with. Like, I, she she watches her TV shows or what needs to do what she needs to do around the house. I'll play my games, do what I need to do around the house. It's not that big of a deal anymore. Like, it's 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 part of the culture and in 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 ways that it wasn't before. Yeah, at this point in in society, it's no different than saying you're a movie buff now. You know, like it's it's starting really, to really change a lot. Yeah, and I think in some cases people can find it attractive, not necessarily that you play games, but that you're so passionate about something. I think passion Absolutely. passion can be attractive if you know how to contextualize it the right ways. I think a lot of it if, if if I had to hold gamers accountable for anything, I think it's the way they talk about games as a passion. Yeah. Oh, I just, you know, I, I I, you know, and they don't really explain why, you know, when I talk to people about why I love video games, I say, I love, you know, analyzing the production values and the storytelling and the writing and, you know, the, the, the characters. And, you know, I, I like critiquing those things with my friend and yeah. we do a podcast, you know, when, when you explain it better, it's easily, it's easier to understand. And I think a lot of people are so yeah. embarrassed about it that they just kind of, well, you know, I play video games and I, and I love, you know, my spare time. No, I just like games. I like to shoot things in the house. <laughs> okay, Char- Charles know, Barkley but- has entered the chat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> No, but listen, I, I, it, it is what it is. Like, like, just like when you meet someone, you're not afraid to be like, "I love the Mets. 
I love sports. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's you know, I like video games, but I, people do the same thing with wrestling. Uh, I I know I have friends who were very secretive about the wrestling passion, and they married someone who had who were like, "What the hell?" And then luckily for them, it worked out for them because like they got into it over time. But like I was very open about all that stuff because you know it, it's it's the best way to to kind of keep who you are who you are, and then be able to to have a meaningful relationship. Absolutely, yeah. That's I think this one is an awesome one. I, I'm I'm jealous you thought of it first. Um, <laughs> Let's get to our fifth and final things people need to stop lying about. I want to be messy with this one. Let, let's just uh, I'm 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 kind of throwing out the you know all the seriousness. I just want to have fun with this one. Don't take it too seriously, but uh, but also take it seriously, okay? <laughs> because I need you people out there to stop acting like Atreus is a great character. <laughs> enough is a fucking enough. All right. I have never, Pablo, in my whole life seen gamers force themselves to like a character more than this punk ass kid in my in my whole life. He's been guys, I'm sorry, he's been annoying since day one, and y'all know it. As soon as he takes the mantle from Kratos and becomes the lead protagonist of God of War, God of War is going right down the drain, which is why I am calling for him to get clapped before that happens. Kill the children. Hey. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, Atreus, Armadeus, whatever his dumbass name is, he ain't shit but the god of whining. Get him out of here. I'm tired of him arguing with his dad. I can summarize the entire story of God of Ragnarok in about 10 seconds. But dad, but dad, but dad, you are my son. You are my son. That's the whole game. I just told you everything that happened. That's the whole thing. Spoiler alert. All right. I'm sorry to do that. I know some of you haven't played it yet, but that it's just, it's time, you guys. Stop it. Oh, he's a kid. He's supposed to be annoying. No, he's not supposed to be this annoying, guys. He is, he gets on my last nerve any more than Pablo does. And Pablo gets on my nerve. Hey, hey. No, I, I, I'm not going to say I agree with you, but I think that the, 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 the pe- the way people talk about Atreus, it's a little bit ridiculous considering uh, you got Ellie sitting right there. Uh, you know, who in, in the first Last of Us was basically, you know, Joel's kid, and it's it's she wasn't annoying, you know, and and she was, you know, also it's funny. Uh, it was it's that? kind of funny, yeah, 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 exactly. She she was well written, and and I think that definitely Atreus is a little bit. Um, I think he got the short end of the stick when it came to writing characters. A lot of good characters in that game. Atreus is probably the least well-written one. Yeah. Well, again, just being messy there, but you know, I wouldn't be complete if I didn't throw a little bit of God of War slander in the mix, but uh, I I digress. I'll go ahead and kick it over to you, Pablo, with your final thing. People need to stop lying about. What do you got? Yeah. Mark, I don't know who needs to hear this, uh, but if you're one of these people uh, on X, on Twitter, however you want to call it, I want to, I want to tell you something. You are not, a video game insider yes the internet does actually have video game insiders people with sources and insider information but i can guarantee most of these twitter's account identified to be insiders are just news aggregators that get their information from lesser known equally unreliable news outlets or they just guess on a bunch of shit for example nintendo has had a direct the last five uh the last five years so you claiming your sources have told you that nintendo direct is coming in september this might be as well as claim that your uncle from Nintendo told you this. Like it is, it is absolutely ridiculous. The amount of people that are getting news information from these Twitter accounts that are so obviously just putting, throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks and they're getting it. You can look this up. Just go through news as news aggregators, type in what they said onto Google and you'll see like video games are us dot dot us or something like that. 
claiming something like that that they've done months before. It's it's such a ridiculous kind of thing because a lot of these people have been ta- are being taken seriously. Like like I don't mean to call anybody out, but like there's a guy on 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 um on Twitter called Pyo Pyo. Uh, there's a, other ones that are out there who are claiming shit that are just it's bizarre shit or old information, and they're kind of dubbing themselves as insiders, and people are taking their word for it. And this, then the Twitters and the IGs get absolutely infested and just overrun by these bullshit claims. And then when they don't pan out, they go, "Well, things change all the time." And these people keep the viability of being a quote unquote insider. So annoying. Stop lying. You guys are not insiders. You guys are just out here on. Google the Googles picking out information and just putting it on there and passing it off as, uh, off as your own and stop the bullshit. That, that shit is so annoying. It's going through, Oh, E3 is coming up and then having to cipher through 3d printed bullshit and uh, a sideways picture of something that in, in an age where we have these incredible cameras. Now we have this, all uh, those like, blurry potato quality picture pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you talking like? Oh, yeah. you're hiding the fact that it's bullshit. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. The thing that actually bothers me the most about that stuff is, is yeah. having to, go through the bolt through the, the obviously such fake or made up news and then when something happens to hit forget about it that person is is good for the next like five years oh, they'll retweet themselves and go look yeah. i said this i told I called you. it I told you. yeah it, 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 the, the kids these days call it clout chasing and i think that's exactly yeah. what this is to the t i think people just want to have think that they have the scoop or pretend that they have the scoop just to get followers and get attention and and a lot of times you're right it's just by saying very like no-brainer low-hanging fruit things that you would assume are going to happen uh the new call of duty is going to be revealed soon well no shit it's i mean we're in august now or you know like when they were doing that i'm like duh yeah oh you know the, the the assassin's creed right yeah, yeah. You mean the ones that they already talked about? Like, what what are we predicting? You know, like so. Yeah, it's just silly that that you know social media has made people so desperate for attention that you know it, it it's literally taking the uncle at Nintendo thing from the old days and like it's like the new age version of that literally. And it's it really just is. silly that people think it's going to work. People are believing it. Yeah, and you know. And then you have obviously the the muck of like Twitter and people can make parody accounts and try to get likes and pretend that they're like yeah. a real source. But then you look at their Twitter handle and then like, you know, they, they spell something wrong just to kind of look like they're like a real site. It's just so desperate, man. Or even then, even people who are legit insiders, people who've gotten a lot of information out there, then use the, the clout that they've gotten to promote themselves. Like, yeah. you know, the snitch, remember the snitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He, you know, he, he's gotten so many things right. And then recently he's starting to tease stuff and you're like, oh shit, he's teasing something. And he teases a stream, a live stream of him playing games. Like, and he, and he set it up like it was some kind of like rumor, some big reveal coming. And then it's like using that cloud that they've garnered from however they got their information and then like putting that onto themselves. It's like, man, at that point, it becomes a little irresponsible knowing that you are a known, well known insider source and then you're using that. To be like, uh, come watch me play video games. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, needless to say, uh, plenty of lies are are in full force out in the gaming space, and those were ten more of them, hoes. Uh, we want you to stop doing uh, if it applies to you, or you know, people. If, if there's people you love, people in your own family, your mama is doing these things. Tell her <laughs> to stop it. She's not an uncle at Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew you were going to do that, man. All right. So look, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed uh, this week's topics and content. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you are listening to us right now. We really appreciate it uh, as a small podcast trying to make y'all happy. All right. Uh, and while you're at it, please follow us on X and Instagram at It's Cool Down Time to keep in touch with us and to participate in our poll of the week that Pablo ruined by talking about his penis. Um, <laughs> until next time, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you for episode 122 next week. Take it easy. Make me feel good.